Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Block, episode 166. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrick, and alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. Uh, I just rewatched the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer today, and uh, more theories. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a game that's coming soon, maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, if you're joining us live, it is Tuesday. Uh, you're not crazy. We are, uh, we're really trying to, uh, uh, adjust scheduling and stuff because Ed got promoted at work and, uh, our schedules have changed a little bit. So recording during the week may change throughout the week, but you will still get the show on Saturday mornings at 7am. So if we miss anything between the time we record and Saturday morning, sorry, but you know, we're, uh, we're trying to adjust with the schedules, but we still want the podcast and the video to go up uh, simultaneously. And, and, you know, when we record live, you can, if you want to be caught up, you can just join us live on Mixer uh, on whatever night. Uh, just follow us on Twitter to, to figure out when recording times are. So, uh, but Ed, how's, how's your, how was your, I, I came into this week thinking like, cause we kind of talked about it this weekend that we were going to record on Tuesday instead of Thursday. And mm-hmm. I was like, not really much is happening until today (laughs) and today there's a lot that's happening and we were just like oh okay that's cool i guess it's Uh, a it's a wild ride today like just so many things going on uh and you know everybody probably pretty much read the news but i woke up to this craziness and i literally text uh mr scory just be like uh this happened (laughs) Yeah, like, you messaged me. And you're like, "Did you hear about Blizzard?" I'm like, "No," <laughs> and you're like, "And you told me about the kid who got uh, banned because of uh, uh, to make a long story short, it's a it's a very prominent esports player from uh, China who was banned f- uh, from from Hearthstone." Uh, because he gave a speech to say liberate what liberate China or liberate Hong Kong or something. Yeah, uh, China, during during this his what victory speech or something, and then they banned yeah. him because of uh, his actions. But I think that has more to do with the Chinese government than <laughs> than uh, you know Blizzard directly. Uh, even and though even though like Overwatch and Hearthstone and free to play games over there are super big, uh, and and Blizzard has a huge hand in that clearly uh and yeah because tencent is partnered with or almost part of blizzard i think uh they, or like they that. have a small investment in activision Invest- blizzard which is the parent company of blizzard <laughs> yeah and then like the uh the analysis and we're going to speak about this on the index show saturday um even the analysis got uh fired and they didn't even do nothing they were just like what? yeah like they, i mean they were they were interviewing him i think for mm-hmm. the most part and he was then they just kind of you know got roped into it and then yeah uh <laughs> what you said they are no longer working for the company so interesting things happening on that side but uh we'll talk about that more on the nx show obviously because that's not hearthstone doesn't really have an audience on nintendo but you know yes. and you know we did have a tiny discussion if that would affect overwatch on the nintendo switch and uh, I don't think it will at all because I think 99% of the public has no idea that this is even going on. Uh, but the only thing is, is like Nintendo's really the first 
uh, console to crack the Chinese market. And, mm-hmm. I, and I know other consoles and stuff are going, or, and NVIDIA Shield tablets and stuff are all over China now with Nintendo games on it. But, like, that that might be the only place where that might affect them. But I, I don't think this really affects Blizzard uh, in a major way. So. It's, it's going to be surprising because, like, it's literally been trending all day on Twitter. Yeah. And just the responses for well, Americans... I- they were just like they're boycotting, like they're getting rid of the stuff. So that's why I asked, uh, "Is this going to affect Overwatch on Switch?" No, see, I don't see. I don't think so. I just I think uh, you know I, the esports community will obviously ra- mm-hmm. probably try to rally behind this guy because you know it's a it's a tight knit community for in most games. But uh, like I said, the general public and people. First of all, the people who want to play overwatch this seriously to be invested in esports and everything uh probably already have it on pc or one of the consoles right especially in yes. you know i think the switch version is a nice package to have on the switch but it's not like for the serious players and you know i'm just gonna throw that out there uh so but Anyways, uh, I'm going to start this housekeeping real quick, Ed. Uh, yes. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black Live. You can catch us live every week on Mixer for about 90 minutes or so to talk about the happenings in the world of Nintendo. If you can't join us live, that's no big deal. You can find Nintendo Power Black on YouTube, Spotify, and your favorite podcast apps every Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern uh, in an edited form. Make sure you stay tuned for the after show where Ed and I will play some classic Nintendo games. Uh, Currently, we are making our way through A Link to the Past, so if you're watching live, you can watch us play that after the show. Uh, If you can't catch that, you can actually catch it the following Thursday uh, on YouTube as well. Um, You can... uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CoreyNHD713 and Ed at that retro code and check out our network of content. Uh, so that's that's all we got for housekeeping. Uh, there There's something I've been toying around with, Ed, but it's kind of like a long-distance goal for us as a team, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there, there's I, I want to talk to you about this after the show, but... Uh, I've I've been thinking about a big giveaway for our mixer audience specifically, uh, but Ooh. it's like it's like a really big long term goal, and uh, it it would definitely be like you know uh, uh, something that's really far out unless a big flood of people come and follow uh, follow us on mixer, you know. So yes, uh, but uh, I do want to talk to you about that after the show because I think it might be an interesting way to help people find not only find the show and find us live but get some community engagement and have some fun with with some people so uh, we'll talk about that and maybe have something to announce on that next week uh, yes so but ed i want to get into the cartridge slot the cartridge slot is where we talk about what we've been playing on our switches this week uh <laughs> i'm gonna start just because it hasn't really been much it's been a lot of fire emblem for me uh I I am determined to beat that game before Luigi's Mansion comes out. I want to beat Fire Emblem and I want to beat Link's Awakening. And I know if I just buckle down and beat Link's Awakening, that it won't. It I could finish it this week if I really tried hard enough. Uh, so that's probably what I'll be streaming this week. To be 100% honest with uh, everybody, uh, but Fire Emblem, <laughs> I am almost 70 hours in at this point now. 
And uh, dude, it's getting really hard. So I must be really close to the end because it's getting really hard, like super challenging. So, ah. and uh, I'm also I'm also playing on really real the second to hardest difficulty, and I'm also playing with <laughs> permadeath on. So, uh, that's what's making it a lot harder. My end game clock is only at fifty hours, but my switch time clock is at like sixty five, like sixty five <laughs> or more. So, uh. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's going well, but it's getting really difficult. And uh, yeah, this is uh, it's getting really difficult. So, uh, <laughs> but nothing really new. I'm I'm prepping myself for Luigi's Mansion and uh, a couple things on the other consoles. I, you know, we talked about the NX challenge before the show started, which was yes. uh, which is our uh, the NX shows. Uh, kind of backlog challenge uh games that we kind of made and then we kind of incorporated our community into it uh we haven't really promoted it much on this show uh or at all i should say but uh yes i am prepping a backlog uh uh list because i'm gonna have a backlog day on stream where i play backlog games so uh, that should be really, really interesting. And not just Nintendo games either. It's uh, indie games and PlayStation and Xbox games. and Yes. Uh, maybe uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 Adventure Mode. So, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm making my way through Fire Emblem. Uh, I have two really large RPGs and maybe a third on the way downloaded on my switch now <laughs> in uh, final fantasy 12 and dragon quest 11. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are downloaded on my switch and ready to go. Uh, but I'm trying, I want to finish Luigi's mansion first before I start any big RPG. I think those RPGs are going to be more for like, you know, the holidays and everything. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's where I'm at. What do you what are you playing, Ed? What are you playing on uh, your your switch switcheroo? So Final Fantasy Nine. I'm getting. I'm like. I'm think I'm still on the second disc, and I think once I play a little bit more, I'll be on the third disc. Um, I am playing it on Switch, and only reason why I'm saying the disc is because Final Fantasy Nine was broken into four discs when it originally came out. Did they? So when it gets, did they switch it? Do they have like quote unquote discs for the Switch version? <laughs> No, everything is literally connected. Oh, that's so interesting. You don't, yeah. So you don't see where it says end of this one. Like everything, pretty much is connected. So uh, they kind of they somehow was able to streamline everything. I mean, it's still saying like now loading as some parts, but everything is streamlined um, mm, for nice. it. So I uh, played a little bit more Contra anthology. Oh, that's the other um, game I downloaded too. Was Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. Oh, so I have eight, nine, oh, that's... ten, ten, two, twelve, and Dragon Quest eleven all downloaded recently. And I'm just uh, like, oh man, that's a lot of RPG. Yeah, that's one that I need to get uh, get back to. Forgot that I got Guacamelee too, and I was playing it on Switch. Need Look, I have a I have enough games on my Switch now to last me in the next like two years. <laughs> Shoot. Did uh, look uh, same thing here for digital and physical, like. Like it's my stuff is insane, and I still got stuff wrapped up in the case still. Yeah, like like uh, like the Sky of Five that I need to get to. Like I inserted it, but haven't started. I got Barberman still wrapped up. Um, 
and just like some a whole bunch of other games that was just like yes i'm so excited to play it but i gotta finish this game or oh, this eShop sale now is coming on and oh now i gotta put five sit to the toward this game and I buy know. it yeah, that that's it's insane man there's yeah. there's too much man there's just too much and i was i was uh looking at my list for game of the year discussion because that's mm-hmm. coming up and like uh we on nerds gone rogue last night's recording uh <laughs> and matt and i were having some fun with your comment that said on it in like a facebook message uh whatever or a facebook comment and it was uh you know you you told matt that he had till the second week of december <laughs> and we were like yeah. well, we got to start prepping now there's so many games <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were poking fun at your comment for a little bit uh, uh but that's not- I mean, it was it was out of love, but uh, you know, it's but, just, I mean, just, but it's like I was looking at that list, and I'm like, there's there's literally games coming out all the way up until then. And it's like, how do we like, what are we doing? <laughs> right, and and like to have that conversation, you can't have it because I'm like, if you do it now, you're missing Call of Duty, you're missing Luigi's Mansion, you lose, you're missing Pokemon, you're missing some indie games like Valfaris. um. Shelf of Night, Treasure Trove, like that whole collection, that still could win Game of the Year because probably people waited for that whole collection to come out and they're going to get it. And that mm-hmm. might be their Game of the Year. Like, how do you have a conversation like that when there's so much stuff being announced and so much stuff coming out? Like, just even indie games and stuff, if you look at Nintendo Life, a lot of stuff is just out the blue getting announced and coming next week. And it's just like, is this going to be that way all the way up to December? So I'm like, December will be like the cutoff time, unless like some big unknown crazy game gets announced and be like, what is it in this platform? Right. Oh, like, man. and then like, you know, it's almost a good thing. Like one of our news stories is like doom, doom got delayed. Right. And the right. switch version, they don't know how long that's going to be delayed, but it's like, Look, the rest the rest of the year, right? Uh, uh, you know, on top of se- now that September's over, but we still have like, you know, Overwatch. I want to check out The Witcher is coming, The Outer Worlds is coming, Luigi's Mansion is coming, Pokemon is coming, uh, Sonic and or Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, but, and that's just like Switch stuff, you know. Like, there's other games that are that are coming out that I really want to check out too. And it's it's just it's crazy, man. You know, it's it's, oh, it's 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 rough being a podcaster because you got to talk like because you know you always feel like you have to keep up with everything. And it, then you, when you find something you really like, like Fire Emblem, I've been playing since July and it's October. <laughs> you know, and it's like I want to keep playing that, but I feel like I need to play something else to talk about on the show and. Uh, you know, I've tried. I've tried to not worry about that for a little bit, but like, man, there's there's just too much. But uh, right, it like a shoot. I'm just looking at the eShop for a little bit, and like The Witcher Three, like coming to Switch. Like, could that get given your nomination? Even though people are just like, oh, I'll get it because it's this and it's that. I'm like, it may surprise people, and it may be like, oh. I mean, I, I heard this. I've I've heard the Switch version actually is like one of the best ports of of a third party game, you know that that we've seen, uh, just based on uh, I forget who did. I know Nintendo Life has a video on it uh, where they actually got to go play The Witcher on Switch, and it's like, you know, 
I know the handheld version only runs at 540p, and when it's on screen, it's 720p, but, like, if you don't own The Witcher on another platform, it's actually, like, a super serviceable version of the game, and I would love to take The Witcher on the go with me, you know? I think that series is super interesting. I don't think it has the best combat. I don't think, you know, moving around in that game feels great, but I think what that game does in terms of world building and storytelling is is really interesting, and to have so- something as as robust and as as powerful as the witcher on the switch you know we talked we've talked about it a million times where like we have these big games on switch and it's like there's no excuse really anymore about other games right and like the witcher is going to be the first real true uh giant test of a game you know like i mean doom and wolfenstein are 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 accomplishments in their own right right but like those are pretty linear first person shooters uh and panic button did a fantastic job with those games i don't want to take anything away from them uh you know and then warframe was was another kind of accomplishment in terms of the the multiplayer space uh and and now with the witcher and the outer worlds coming to switch like those are the next. Those are big open world games that are on Xbox One and PlayStation Four. They are games that will push the Switch to its limits, and uh, I think this is going to be the really the first big test to see if everything should come to Switch or not. <laughs> so, well, it, it seems that even if it's a downgraded version, the everything come to Switch discussion. Uh, still, it's it's still always gonna it's still always gonna happen, and I think companies have been seeing the rewards and the benefits. It might not sell big as the PlayStation, the Xbox, or the PC version, or like the de- definitive or bigger versions. They see that sales are happening on this console, and mm-hmm. as more as much as the sale, you all like I said, you always want sales to continue to happen for your game. You don't want to push out five million and then stop in a month. That's you want something to just continue to grow and grow. It happened. It happens with Breath of the Wild. It happens with. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. It happens with Mario Kart Eight. Like those three big games, they're continuing to sell every time someone gets a new system or they want to like they they kind of may see a sale or something and they snatch it up. That's good for those publishers because that's more sales and more profits for them. So you want to, as a developer and publisher, have that. And definitely as fans of a series or fans of that console, you want to see that one of your favorite games continue to sell throughout. You just don't want it to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 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 last but not least, uh, hop back to Breath of the Wild um, for Zelda. And once again, I got lost in this game. Like literally, just I'm, I'm playing it. Uh, you know, I got it's what it's been on my backlog for a long time. I haven't beat it. I got as far as I could on the on Wii U. Uh, but now that I brought it for Switch, I kind of had to start over. Um, and I got to get back into it. And it's just like, man, just playing this game. It's just like it's still breathtaking. You still could get lost and find things that you never knew in this game. Uh, 
and I and I feel like even if they even if they do the same thing for uh, Breath of the Wild two and go even bigger stuff, I feel like I'm once again I'm going to get lost into this game and it's going to be hard not to talk about it. Could another perfect ten be on it? I I was literally thinking of that in my head, but just like. I think Breath of the Wild 2, even if we got an 8.5 or a 9.5, I think they're still thinking of what ideas that we could have that we couldn't incorporate in this first version, incorporated in this new game, and what new actually breath can we breathe into this game? And I think Nintendo, I think Anuma and the team, I think they got a lot of stuff planned. Like I. I hope it's sad for me to say this. I hope I don't see another trailer of Breath of the Wild until next September. Like, say that for a direct for next September. I mean, it's I just, feel like we're gonna see it at E3 next year. Prob- we probably will, but I'm just like, I want them to, like I said, even with like Pokemon. Like, I tr- I'm blacking out on Pokemon. I see everybody posting and people giving their opinions. I want people to continue uh, to do. Speaking of, speaking of Pokemon. I heard a I heard a really good uh, thing on the, on the internet today, and it was uh, if the evolution for score for score bunny isn't mm. isn't hopscorch, I'm quitting. I'm quitting video games. <laughs> and I'm like, that's really good. That's Hop really good. Uh, knowing them, knowing the Pokemon company, yeah, dude, um, that's really good. <laughs> uh, but I'm still doing my croaky. Mm. Grass type, mm. grass for life. Mm. Not that grass, mm. kids. Oh, Stay oh, in oh yeah, not that. <laughs> no, <laughs> Stay no, in not school. that. <laughs> no, not that. No, but I, it, but Breath of the Wild is just like I feel like when part two comes, like I just want to don't want to know anything till this time until it's ready. Give me the news by Bayonetta three. Give me the news by Metroid Prime four. Uh, I'm ready for that news and whatever else they want to bring out. But just like, man, you and I was gonna even ask you this. Corey, have you ever had a game where you just got lost in? I mean and Zelda. They- I mean Breath of the Wild, I was totally lost in. How long did I play that game? And how did I I found all the Korok seeds, I did all the yeah. shrines, I upgraded most of the armor. Uh I I that I was lost in that game for a long time. <laughs> it I, I thought like in the I was thinking to myself, I was just like, Destiny also got lost in because you were just playing it so much. Yeah, but that's that's, that's different, though, because like mm -hmm. I wasn't like exploring the world. I was chasing weapons and it wasn't like I wasn't like getting lost in the worlds of Destiny. I mean, to be fair, they're they don't there's only a few worlds that i find super interesting like i think Mm -hmm. i think the Cosmodrome from the first Destiny is interesting. I I have installed Shadowkeep. I know some people are like wanting to hear my opinions on Shadowkeep, and I I gotta be honest with you guys. I haven't had time to even start it up. Uh, it's installed. I just have to to play it. <laughs> uh, but like, I think the moon is from what I'm hearing and what people are saying. Like the moon going back to the moon is super nostalgic. But they added so much to it that it's like. Man, there's new areas of the moon that we can go explore and 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 kind of, you know, relive some of that stuff. And and I'm really interested in doing that. But uh, Zelda is really the game that I, you know I 
it's it's weird because like linear games you don't really get lost in right because they're trying Mm -hmm. to lead you down a specific path and you know jesse and i are playing gears 5 right now and it's like i i am i am loving gears 5 dude like that story like this to to be like 100 percent honest i as much as i love xbox and i will pull for xbox as much as i can like gears 5 is probably the game that xbox needed like four like three or four years ago to try to catch up right in terms of sales like i i really believe that i think the story is amazing i think kate is a super dynamic character and and hey hey jesse uh jesse's in the chat uh hey jesse uh you know i i'm loving gears and and i i promised jesse i wouldn't play until we could play together and it's it's really hard dude it's really hard and we all we is real <laughs> we also made the decision to play uh on on quote unquote experienced gears uh which is the second highest difficulty <laughs> and uh we were stuck on a boss fight the other night for probably 30 or 40 minutes and it was i mean it was it was fun it was good but it was oh boy i i, I would just say this um hopefully a, a particular saturday in october will happen for me uh and i will play as jack <laughs> nice yeah wow Oh man, it's so it's gears is good, but uh, uh, I think really kind of the last game I really got lost in was Horizon. I guess you would say like I I think Horizon was a good game to get lost in because that world is really yes interesting, and I think the the premise of hunting robot dinosaurs is is like it's it's unique for the video game space, right? Like there wasn't anything really like it, and and you know I'm. I'm I'm really excited for a Horizon sequel, but you know that's kind of the last game I kind of got lost in. But. A, a certain papa uh, wants me to hurry up and platinum that game, <laughs> and I'm just like, I know I need to do this uh, because of the uh, of the Doom delay. Yeah. <laughs> so well. a certain papa wants me to beat it. I'm just like, okay. Um, and I, and I it's an easy it's DLC. an easy platinum. I, I mean, you just really just have to do everything in the game. Uh, well, yes, but it's the trial stuff. I'm like, oh, don't. The, tr- the trial of- stuff's really easy though. Once you like get to it, there's one that I had trouble with, but it was it wasn't that big of a deal. So, uh, okay. but anyways, are you playing anything else, Ed? Um, at this time, no. Uh, besides Xbox and PlayStation, uh, that's pretty much. Um, well, PlayStation, I'm gonna start next week. Um, and Xbox people could check my mixer page on what I'm playing about the, with that. Um, but pretty much that's what's that. It. What's that mixer, Ed? Um, the lyrical one. You guys find me there on Mixer and on Twitch at the lyrical one also. Um, yeah, so that's one uh, that I'm doing right now. Uh, I am. I'm. I have to jump into Wargroove because uh, I. I think the DLC is is out. And I need to get it, and that's another game I need to work on. So, yeah, Wargroove is good, by the way, if you guys are strategy fans. But, uh, anyways, the uh, let's get into uh, this news, the news bits here. Uh, not a lot to cover, but some interesting stories, nonetheless. Uh, kind of a weird story, and I can't say I'm surprised <laughs> by this. Uh, this comes from IGN. Atari's lead console engineer quits after dispute. The Atari VCS system architect has quit the project over missed payments. Uh, 
So just to just to lead the story off, for those who don't know, uh, the company that owns the rights to the Atari system, uh, it's, it's it's a really weird rights thing, and I don't I don't really know how it splits a hundred percent, but one. One company owns the name Atari, and the other there's like another company that owns the rights to the system Atari. Mm-hmm. It's like this really weird split. I don't really know for sure. Uh, you can look it up, but I just know it's split in some weird way. But uh, this comes from IGN. A new report has revealed that the system architect for Atari's retro console, the Atari VCS, has left the project after he claims the company hasn't paid him in six months. Uh, Atari architect Rob Wyatt, who was previously a founding memory member of the Xbox team, uh, told the register that he left the Atari project last week. As of Friday, October 4th, I have officially resigned as the architect of the Atari VCS, Wyatt told the publication. Uh, uh, according to Wyatt, his design consultancy... 10 giant has not been paid for invoices dating back over six months as a small company. We have been lucky to survive this long. Uh, the status of the Atari VCS is also murky. Wyatt says his team only received a prototype motherboard last month and that his team was in the progress of debugging it before parting ways with Atari uh, service link. Another contracting company with Atari has reportedly taken over the project from 10 giant. Uh, so there's some really interesting uh, developments going on here. I think a lot of people thought this project was shady from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, to uh, I, say the least. I was just like, "Wait, oh what?" And so I had to read the story, and it was just like, first of all, what company would still be working for another company that stopped paying you for six months? And now you just decided to leave. I would have been gone the first time I didn't get paid. The first, uh-huh. the first month, nah. Yeah, I would uh, I would have been looking into this way earlier than six months, right? Right. Like, I mean, n- not to like say that this was wrong, and I'm sure like s- there's some things going on like behind the scenes that we don't know about, but like I would have really been checking into this after like mm-hmm. at the at the longest a month, right? Because I mean, most people get paid you know every two weeks or twice a month, right? And and so like I would have been checking into this. Uh, after the second or third time i didn't get paid right so uh at the latest so uh, really interesting uh i think that this system is dead in the water i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think anybody really cares about this system and like yeah it's weird because they're like promoting it as one of these retro consoles right but they're also aiming to get like newer games on the system and it's going to with the with both controllers like the standard classic uh joystick controller and a uh uh what are the, what are they calling this controller the like a modern controller what mm-hmm. they're, they're calling it something really stupid though i want to find the name of it uh it's there it's it's weird it's like it's gonna be like three hundred dollars uh, it comes it comes preloaded with a hundred uh, classic Atari games, but it's also made to run modern games. Uh, uh, so it's it's really it's this, it's a really weird project. I feel like they don't know really what it wants to be, and that's really hurting it. And the and the bad thing about it is that there's a Atari collection that has two volumes that came out. I know, right? and they're both but, on Switch, and they're what like thirty bucks a piece, I think. 
Right, and shoot, and plus, most of the sisters got the RK uh, RK archive that got these gay Atari games on it. So why even bother? But if people want, if people want to invest in it, if Atari believes in it, and I think they're getting the Earthworm Jim game, I believe. Yeah, but still, I mean, like. Earthworm Jim's not gonna sell a console to you know it's it, it's it's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Earthworm Jim is not cool enough to sell a console. <laughs> so, I mean, I know people have affection for Earthworm Jim, but are you gonna buy a three hundred dollar console to play a new Earthworm Jim game? I'm not. So, and then <sighs> if the Atari fails, it's gonna come to other systems anyway. So, <laughs> pretty much. So, uh, so. But I, I, I hope everybody working on the project gets paid. Like I hope jobs aren't lost for because of this. But like, yeah, it just smells like it's dead in the water. So, and that's a lot of money that went down the drain. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next story. More more sad news. Uh, Doom Eternal has been delayed, and the Switch version is the most heavily affected. Uh, Id Software explains all. Uh, this comes from Nintendo Life. Uh, Doom Eternal's uh, developer id Software has announced the game has been delayed. Sadly for Nintendo fans, the Switch version has been hit the hardest. Uh, the developer has shared the following statement with fans, revealing that the game has been pushed back to the 20th of March of 2020 on the other platforms and after that date on Switch. The delay comes as part of an effort to deliver, quote, the best experience to players. The game was originally supposed to launch on the on November 22nd. Uh, this is the statement from id Software. Uh, Throughout the development of Doom Eternal, our goal has been to, has been to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations across the board. To make sure we're de- delivering the best experience for Doom Eternal to live up to our standards of speed and polish, uh, we've made the decision to extend our launch date by a few months to March 20th, 2020. We know many fans will be disappointed by this delay, but we are confident that Doom Eternal will deliver a gaming experience that is worth the wait. In addition to shifting Doom Eternal launch date, we've made a couple other changes we want you to know about. Uh, invasion mode, uh, which will allow you to enter other players' games as a playable demon, will release as a free update shortly after launch. Uh, Doom Eternal for Nintendo Switch will release after the other platforms. We will announce that date in the future. And Doom 64 will be available on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC in addition to Nintendo Switch. We are adding Doom 64 as a pre-order bonus for Doom Eternal on all platforms, so you'll be able to download and play this classic game for free uh, just by pre-ordering Doom Eternal. Doom 64 will be released on March 20th, 2020 on all platforms as well. Uh, we are grateful f- to every Doom fan for your dedication and support. We can we can't wait to rip and tear right alongside you. Uh, so that's the statement from id Software. Okay, so this is the problem that I have with all of this. Um, we was thinking that Doom sixty four was coming out for Switch, and we knew that it was going to be coming out other other platforms. But that's just not that stupid for them not to do that. But we just thought that it would be something that you buy on the eShop, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like, because some people think this is really shady, that they connect it as a pre-order to a game that's not coming out next year. And 
Doom 64 for Switch owners, yeah, you'll get it, but you won't get your you won't get that version of the game of Doom Eternal to whenever they feel like doing it. And it's just like, why would you why would you push the Switch version back when you guys are not even doing it? You're having a, some other I, I feel like, you know, the, the, I feel like this, and this is, you know, I'm actually surprised Wolfenstein Youngblood came out alongside the other versions of that mm-hmm. game on Switch, but I feel like Panic Button does their best work when they have all the work in front of them, right? And, yes. you know, and, and that's how, you know, Hob came to Switch and that's how Warframe came to Switch, like, all that work was already done. They weren't waiting or building the game on the fly alongside the other studios, right? Because Panic Button has the extra work to do on top of the of you know the other studios are are building the game, but Panic Button yes. has the extra uh, work to do, like taking the code and making sure it runs on Switch. And like if they change the code, they have to kind of redo all that work, right? I mean, I'm not really sure how programming works. I'm not a programmer, but like I that's like the 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 bread like the easy way to explain it right is like i feel like once panic button gets gets the all the code in front of them and making sure the whole game is ready uh but that alongside that alongside the way that nintendo wants to maybe this this delay after them might also fall on a nintendo type thing because maybe nintendo has a lot coming out in the spring and they want to make sure doom has room to to grow on well, the switch as a third party game you know well, the thing about the thing about it is, is that the idea was that doom eternal was coming on all platforms and that panic button probably was working with bethesda and, and its software during the development so with the for the switch version so now I, I can see where you're coming from with that answer, but now it just feels like all the production for the Switch version now is on hot, so that Bethesda and its software could get the main game ready for PS4 and uh, and Xbox and PC. Where then we'll okay, we'll now just go ahead and do the Switch version for later, and it's just like why. Why would you do that? My thing would have been like just announce the game for those systems, and then later on announce it in the Nintendo Direct that it's also coming to Switch at a later date. You know, I can understand that you want to put tender love and care into your your product, but the thing about it is, is that you push it on it. You push those other two uh, systems to march 20th on a day that animal crossing is coming out and now you got now you're going to struggle because you're not going to have a three-way sale or a four-way sale i should say you're not going to have a four-way sale with animal crossing in a sense like people could get doom uh for switch it and Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing on Switch. Yeah, but see, or, I think I think that's I think that's why they're pushing it on Switch is because Nintendo has major first party games coming out around that time, and like to be a hundred percent honest with you, people who are buying a Switch are going to buy Nintendo first party games over third party games, right? Like I think I think I mm-hmm. I think ID knows that, and I think Nintendo they've had discussions with Nintendo and say, hey, we don't really want animal crossing even though it's not the same audience right like right 
people who own a Switch are going to buy Nintendo's first-party games. That's why I, I, they own the system. So, like, I don't think they want to cannibalize Doom's success by, you know, Animal Crossing and uh, whatever else Nintendo has planned to come out next I, year. I don't think they would cannibalize Xenoblade, uh, you know, the, uh, right. Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Like, Nintendo has a lot coming out next year. Yeah. Also, also, and, Ubisoft, I, also, Ubisoft is positioning Gods and Monsters as a Switch game, even though it's coming to everything. So, like, I... I think I, Nintendo's plate is full, and I, I honestly, like, now that we're talking about it, I think this is more a Nintendo decision than it is an id, an id decision. I, I wouldn't I would say it's a Nintendo decision, because the thing or, about it is... I mean, it's it like is, a joint decision. Like a joint decision. The thing about it is, is that on, on March 20th, I would have... I, they're probably just on my time alone would have been people posting pictures that they got a new switch they got switch light they got animal crossing and they got doom eternal doom doom eternal doom eternal doom eternal and all the pictures that they show of doom eternal probably would have just been on switch alone i would probably i probably would not see people putting it on ps4 or xbox one just the just the uh the copy physical copy of the game Bethesda would have seen how many copies they would have did on Switch. But if if they feel like this was the best decision to push it, that's going to be fine. Hopefully, Doom Eternal, when it comes out on the 20th, it better be an amazing game. Like, and like, they, I don't think, it, I don't think have, it's not going to be a great game. You know, great. I, I just... I want, this, I want Doom Eternal to be as great on switch as doom was when it came out on switch mm-hmm. right and i want it to be as great as the other console versions for the technical limitations of the switch right like, well, it, I, I just want it to be a great game on the switch as well it, as the other platforms and see i i do want it that too but i and i hope that that's the makes it great because i don't want it to be like it comes out and it suffers like it's average or mediocre, and then they end up canceling the game because they feel like no one brought it. See, I don't. I don't, I don't think they're going to cancel it. I think they're already I, committed. I think they've already dumped too much money into like because Panic Button's done great work. Uh, you know, yes. Wolfenstein Two sold well on Switch. Doom sold over two million copies on Switch. Like, I, I don't think they're panicking. You know, I think. I think. Bethesda's games do well enough on Switch that they're willing to put the investment and time well, in. It's 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 to, to, the I'm just talking about for the bigger systems like this delay really has to you know really go to this game and so that when it does bring out if people are still hyped for this game after it's released and it comes to Switch and they see the reviews and stuff and it's still good as the other two months, people will be like okay, now it's out on Switch, I'm gonna pick it up. You know, because Doom, the regular Doom, the remake one, proved itself on how good it was and then to have that game come to switch mm-hmm. really showcased that people were just like we heard great things on it and so yeah i'm going to pick this copy up doom eternal now cannot be a 5.5 6.5 it cannot be no buggy janky mess mm-hmm. it you can't know, it can't be wolfenstein youngblood on switch right because like no i mean no offense to panic button but i mean to be fair wolfenstein youngblood on the other consoles wasn't you know, I I didn't finish it, but the things I heard about it, it wasn't great on the other consoles, mm-hmm. and I feel like it didn't get a lot of love on Switch either. 
Uh, so I, I own it. I want to finish these games, right? Like I, I want to finish the Wolfenstein games. Uh, so, but you know, I, I, I think doom is, is, I think doom is a different animal and I think doom yes. will be fine on switch as long as they like, don't pussyfoot around and let us know when it's coming out, you know? And I, I think Nintendo, I think Nintendo's going to own that marketing message because they're going to put it in a direct and people are going to get hyped and, and you know what I mean? Like the way, the way that Wolfenstein and doom were announced, right? Like they were announced in a Nintendo direct and everybody got really excited. I think they want to rekindle that and be like, Hey, look there it's coming. Nintendo, Nintendo does a cool direct. We're just going to throw it in there. Right. Right. And and not just, but that's I would and I know you but that's, but that's just not watching. But but that's a, hopefully they not do the You don't uh, know P Hines could be sitting at his <laughs> desk right now watching us on Mixer. But that's a look at what Ubisoft did with Watch Dogs the first one. It's how that game got treated. And how Mark Kart eight not only destroyed that game, but them pushing it them pushing it out the way for the Wii U to people didn't even realize that the Wii U version came out. Mario Kart 8 for Wii U continued to sell the after it came out. Like Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs got destroyed back and forth. Well, that's because I just uh, we that's a conversation and, for a different day. But like I I think Watch Dogs delay- on Switch got delayed because the Wii U was incredibly difficult to develop for. Uh, and you know, I'm surprised that game ran on on Wii U ran at all. Like I I I played Black Flag on Switch and mm-hmm. it ran fine, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just I think people were over it at that point, and people were playing Nintendo games on Wii U, and they were just passing everything else up. So, well, yeah, it's just that I feel like Watch Dogs didn't get the love. You know, they made a decision to delay the Nintendo version, but continue to work on Sony's version, and it's just like... Well, that's because, the, you, the, that's because the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One were incredibly easy to, de- to develop for because they mimic PCs. Right, but you also had PS3 and 360, and all four of those versions came out the same day. Yeah. And so why would, if, if Wii U is kind of on the same level of PS3, and 360. Why would they delay delay that? But they made Ubisoft made that decision, and they have to live with that decision that they made. Where and that's why I, that's why I feel like Bethesda really has to prove it because and don't forget Animal well, I, Crossing I, I, is big. I feel like I feel like Bethesda is in a different place than Ubisoft mm-hmm. was when Watch Dogs came out, right? Yes, like I feel like true. I feel like Bethesda has shown a ton of support for Switch. Like more support than you know. There's, there's Skyrim. There's Fallout Shelter. There's two Wolfenstein games. There's Doom. Like that's a lot of that's and, a lot of game for and they for and one they put platform. their and they put their trust in Panic Button and they, I think they work also with Panic Button to deliver us to deliver yeah. some great games and, and that's and, that's why I don't that's why I think Doom Eternal for Switch is going to be this. just fine. Like you know, I just I hope I just hope they like get the messaging across to say, Hey, Nintendo's mm-hmm. going to handle the marketing from, from here on out for doom eternal on switch. Uh, we're going to see it in a direct, it'll be out in the summer. You know, I bet it's going to come out in that may spot where like, 
uh, uh, you know what I mean? I think it probably won't come out six months after. I'm I'm feeling another uh, I October. I, I don't think, think they're going to be it. that delay because Nintendo is going to want to own the holiday because of the they're going to want to push. The, Nintendo's going to want to have heavy hitters coming out mm-hmm. uh, next holiday because Xbox Scarlet and PlayStation Five are coming yeah. out, and they want to they want to go guns blazing. I bet, and, and that's and that and that's why I feel like after it comes out on March, it's going to be a six month delay. We'll get it now. We'll get we'll see it in a direct maybe April or or for E three, but that game is not going to be out until I feel like September. Like there. But that's the pending button gonna give that game six months hmm. for extra development and or some development because I that's why I said I feel like they're they're holding off on the Switch version and they're working on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox and PC version and then when that game come out then all the tools and all and all the coding and stuff pending button will pick up and then they'll go black and they'll work on 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 that game. Man, it's gonna take them six, six, maybe seven months. Like, if if if, See, they, could, I, if I, they could get it in May, I wish I would be shocked. I would send you like two burgers. <laughs> like, I would, I would, uh, I, would uh, I would order some food for you and send it to your house. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I just I hope Doom just runs well on switch and i hope that same here i hope it's a good product when it finally comes out so um, but our last story comes from game informer uh a lot of people to to preface this story a lot of people thought from a translation of an interview from game informer that there were going to be 18 different gyms across a major and minor league depending on what version of the game you got uh but that doesn't seem to be so. So uh, this is from Game Informer. The Pokemon Company clarifies there are not 18 gyms in Sword and Shield. Uh, in our cover story of Pokemon Sword and Shield this month, we had a sidebar talking about the differences between Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. In the sidebar, it seemed to imply the quote uh, by director Shigeru Omori that Pokemon Sword and Shield have 18 gyms. However, according to a representative, representative of the pokemon company international the true meaning of the original quote may have been lost in translation between japanese and english uh the original quote from omori can be uh, seen below in its entirety i'm not going to read it but i'm going to read the new quote uh many people online read the excerpt of the quote used uh in the cover story to mean that each game has 18 gems uh could battle in each version spread across the major and minor leagues the pokemon company international reached out regarding this quote to clarify how many gyms there are in each game you can see the statement provided by the representative below so i'm going to read that statement uh in the gala region pokemon gym battles are popular sporting events and the 18 different types of gyms that exist in the gallery in Galar, uh, contribute to the background setting of the story in Pokemon Sword and Shield. In each game, trainers can collect eight gym badges to complete the gym challenge and earn the opportunity to, to participate in the Champion Cup. Over the course of the main story, trainers will ch- challenge eight gyms, which are all in the Major League. Uh, which gyms appear in the Major League and Minor League will differ between the Pokemon Sword and Shield. For example, depending on the version of the game, trainers will be able to challenge different gym leaders such as Bea or Alistair. Each version will have eight gyms and eight gym leaders that trainers can battle for a traditional gym challenge 
uh, experience that fans have enjoyed throughout the Pokemon video game series. Uh, so it still doesn't clarify because there are there are eight major league gyms, but that doesn't mean they don't really specify how many minor league gyms there are. It just means yes. that there are uh, the eight major league gyms uh, differ in each game. So uh, that's interesting. I really, I was really hoping that they were going to kind of change it up a little bit because I think having different gyms would actually encourage people to buy both versions uh, because you're getting different, you're getting different stories, you're getting different leaders, you're getting different mm -hmm. rewards, right? Like I, I think that would actually encourage people to, to buy both versions, even though most people will probably buy both versions at some point. But uh, you know what I mean? Like I, yes, I think this is interesting that there are two different leagues at least. Uh, but what are your thoughts on on this? Ooh, excuse me about that, everybody. Oh boy, editing. <laughs> um, I really don't have any thoughts of uh, besides just give me the game. Um, I can understand where the loss of the translation thing could happen. Um. I, I think the I think most of the gyms probably would have different Pokemon gym leaders. I'm assuming, but it looks like there's just gonna be if you get that one and sword, you're gonna get that same one and shield for it. Um, I would love it them to have like 18 different gyms. Like you get a mini a mini dungeon kind of mini gym, and then you get the major gym mm -hmm. and stuff. Like I would love kind of love to see that happen. Um, but other than that, I can understand. Um, just give me the game because I'm getting both, so it <laughs> don't matter at the size. So yeah. Oh man, what a what a time to be alive! Pokemon's coming to consoles. Yes. Uh, but can't believe I was so wrong about that. Yeah, you were you were pretty wrong about that. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to get to the question block. Remember, you can email us at nintendopileblock at gmail.com or look for our social media threads and comment or reply with a question. Uh, or you can join us in the in the Mixer chat, and you can ask us a question there as well. Uh, our first question comes from Adrian Nieto. Remember, you can download Reading Rush on iOS and Android from his uh, game company, The Frozen Machine. So shout yes. out to Reading Rush. Uh, it's a fun little game. I actually I downloaded it last week, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I like it better than Mario Kart Tour, which I also played and then deleted because it's real bad. Uh, uh, I dude, Nintendo's mobile offerings are subpar. <laughs> questionable <laughs> questionable content <laughs> yeah so but a adrian asks will nintendo have another game of the year contender uh yes they uh, actually kind of have like at this time about three of them um i think i think uh nintendo has quite a few uh game of the year contenders this year for certain people uh i mean game of the year is so opinionated anyway like i think i think people are already wanting to put game of the year on death stranding and that game isn't even out yet right like i think i th i th i think you know 
there's a lot of games that gears five i think is a big game of the year contender right uh control people are really talking about a lot so uh, there's no but like for me you know nintendo has game of the year contenders this year right mario maker 2 i think is a a decent one i think fire emblem for me personally is is a huge game of the year contender it's it's already fire emblem links awakening and astro chain without a shadow of a doubt it's those three there is no other game coming out in 2019 that is going to easy even touch those three people don't people still don't know what they know about their strategy anthem didn't do what it was supposed to do the division two was okay for some people. Borderlands Three had this controversy, and then people forgot about it because nobody was talking about it. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of the big games people were looking forward to for Game of the Year actually kind of mm-hmm. disappointed. You know, like you said, Borderlands Three. I think a lot of people were like, "That might be a Game of the Year contender," and then it was just like, "Meh." Okay. Yeah. Dragon look, Dragon Quest uh, Eleven uh, S Definitive Edition, like. There are games on Switch, but just from first party alone for Nintendo, those three. Mario Maker, I could add on, yeah, because people were doing levels and people are still doing levels and showcasing their showcasing all. But yeah, it's just like those those four games are like so highly rated. They sold very well. People are still talking about them. People are still showing videos about them, buying Switches to play those games. And everything else is just, it's here. You know, yay, great for game. Yeah, great for Gears 5. But Gears 5 was a Game Pass game that sold very, that did very well digitally because of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Who else is talking about Gears 5? People finished it, beat it, and put it into the shelf or play in the multiplayer. And that's cool. That's that's really good. Don't we don't know how Call of Duty is gonna be. We don't know how NBA two K is, but well, we do know what NBA two K is. <laughs> a, a travesty in microtransactions, that's what that is. Uh, but it's just like we still have Pokemon, we still have Luigi's Mansion. Those two games alone, on top of the four games that we mentioned, those six games from Nintendo could already fit games in your contenders. Plus, plus you have games that like came out so early in the year, like Resident Evil Two. I think yeah. has a has a big chance of yes. winning something because like a lot of people don't like to include remakes in Game of the Year discussion, but I think the way that Capcom specifically has approached remakes uh, has really changed the way people think about uh, they've set a new standard for remakes right like I think Resident yes. Evil 2 uh, I I refuse to play it because I don't play scary games but I think uh, I, I really think that they set a new standard in, in what that people think of remakes right and like mm-hmm. Link's Awakening I think is a very traditional remake i would say you know like i I think there's some quality of life changes uh but i would i would kind of compare Link's awakening more to like shadow of the colossus remake as opposed to resident evil 2 uh in terms of of the what they're trying to do with that but uh but anyways i i think some people still think kingdom hearts has a chance right like i i mean it's still the second best-selling game of the year (laughs) you know like people Mm -hmm. forget about that and and uh it's it's 
it, man, game of the year is so I I can't believe we're talking about. It. My head hurts just thinking the, about the it. The only thing, the only thing at this point in time that could rival anything Nintendo, and everybody's going to probably laugh at this and disagree, is Untitled Goose Game because of <laughs> yeah, how much. But, but it still even, has even a chance, right? It still like, has I, a chance. That like, game, that game has become a meme generator. Like it's become just, it's become the talk of the internet. My even even my wife who doesn't play games at all, right? She's like, mm-hmm. what are all these goose memes going around the internet? I'm like, oh, there's a game for Switch called Untitled Goose Game where you play as a goose, and it's it's pretty hilarious. And she's like, that you play as a goose? I'm like, yeah, but it's a lot better than it sounds. <laughs> and all I had right. to try to explain to her what Untitled Goose Game was, <laughs> and she probably just ignored me after, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. But you know what I mean? Like, right. That ga- I think Untitled Goose Game has people talking that don't play games. So, right, uh, you know Neil Druckmann even was just like some uh, pandemus. He did some fan art, and he was just like, "We need to have this happen for The Last of Us too." Like, you talking about memes, but it's been in so much other stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I think that the only meme that could probably compare to Untitled Goose Game, and not to be political, but. When Trump said about, uh, they was talking about the airports with George Washington and stuff, when the Revolutionary War or something, and they were just like, when they said they had to storm, uh, bull storm the uh, airports, and everybody was just making memes out of his comment. Like, that's the only thing that could rival at this time until the <laughs> Untitled un- Goose Game. But, oh, like, <laughs> but, like, nothing else, like, Sony doesn't. Sony doesn't have anything for this year, probably besides Death Stranding. I mean, they have. They had a. What did they have at, have at the beginning of the year? Oh, Days Gone. Days Gone. Yeah. No. Pass. Uh, I mean, I think that game. I think a lot of people have a weird appreciation for that game, similar to the when the order came out, right? Like, I mm-hmm. think they realize that it is a very okay game, but it has heart behind it. You know. Yes. Uh, so I. I think that'll get points, but like, you know, Je- Jesse in the chat said Control did better than expected. I don't think it did well at all. It didn't even chart in the top twenty for August or September, uh, in terms of of you know, uh, NPD. I think mm-hmm. I think Control did not do well, and like, and and I feel bad because I think Control is one of those games. It's kind of like Quantum Break. Like it's, it's a game that deserves to be played because there are so yeah. many interesting ideas and and cool uh, mechanics and everything. Like Control is a game it, that I I want to play soon. And uh, I, I think that that's going to get some sort of game of the year recognition somewhere. And, and I think the thing with Control is that by hearing some, a lot of people say it's like it has its technical difficulties um or pretty much old school design um where like if you got through a big fight and you leave if you come back to that same area you got to do that fight over again yeah like or if you die yeah let's say you get it close to the end if you die you got to redo that whole fight from the beginning and you can't skip the cutscenes. yeah uh but you know in in terms of in terms of what nintendo has to offer this year I Mm i i really think uh I think Fire Emblem has a a decent shot. You know, I think it got a lot of people into Fire Emblem that weren't into Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, 
I think I think Mario Maker Two has a lot of of will behind it. I think Astral Chain got a lot of love that people weren't expecting. Like I think Nintendo has some decent it, contenders. I don't, but also like this is kind of like a a downer year everywhere else. But like I I don't know if you mean like do they have a Breath of the Wild Mario Odyssey style game that could will have be game of the year contenders sometime down the road. Like if if. If you want to say the Mario Odyssey Breath of the Wild, it's definitely between Astro Chain and Fire Emblem, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, because, I mean, a they, both, of a doubt. they both did well, you know. I think, yeah. Astral, I think Astral Chain did way better than people expected it to. Yeah. Uh, which is exciting, you know. I think a new IP for Nintendo is always exciting. Uh, and Platinum finally getting some sort of recognition outside of Bayonetta, like, that's, that's pretty big, right? Uh, yeah. So... I mean, these games will get Game of the Year somewhere regardless, right? And it's not just like... Hey, uh, shoot, did Nintendo... September's Nintendo Direct or E3's Nintendo Direct could be Game of the Year. I mean... It's fair. Uh, so, we'll see. I think Nintendo will have a, a Game of the Year contender at some point, and we still have Pokemon and Luigi's Mansion. You know, those games could surprise you and be some sort of magical uh special game you know now so i will say for the game awards that show that they show online i think nintendo is going to get snubbed a lot and they're going to give it to they're probably going to give it to all these other third party publishers plus jeff don't deserve it jeff Keeley really loves kojima too and like Mm -hmm. i i feel like i don't say that's gonna hurt other games but i think that's gonna go into a lot of the process uh even though like i know jeff Keeley doesn't hand him out himself but yeah uh, you know it's we'll see we'll see we're gonna have a big game of the year discussion this year it's i'm pretty excited to talk about games so and i have a list of games that i need to finish and talk about and you know we haven't had this discussion here but like maybe we'll include other games in our game of the year list here because uh I think there are games that non-Nintendo owners should possibly play, you know, like, oh. so, but anyways. And, it's, and Adrian Nieto, pick up Yoshi's Crafter World and finish it if you have it. <laughs> oh, man. Our next our next question comes from Todd Oxtra. Uh, if you're into superhero TV shows and, and, and stuff, uh, you, yes. should, you, should, you should download Secret Friends Unite. And I know he does a, hold on. Wow. I know he does a gaming podcast with uh, Mark Carabin, uh, so you should check out Co-op Mode also. I think they're... I'm pretty sure they're both on the same feed. They come up in the same feed on my... on iTunes, at least. So, Ah, uh, I know Co-op Mode and Secret Friends come up in the same feed on my podcast feed, but some places they're different feeds, so... uh, yeah, you should check. You should. Yeah, I I love Todd and Charlie and, and Mark. They're they're great shows. So uh, yes. definitely check those out. Uh, he asks, "Is it time for another new IP from after Arms and One Two Switch Underwhelmed?" Uh, I don't think. Okay, so I I don't think clear. I don't think One Two Switch did what Nintendo wanted it to do, but I think Arms did better than expected. You would actually be surprised. Once the Switch sold very well. I mean, I know it sold well, but I don't think it. I don't. It wasn't the Wii Sports that I think they wanted it to be, right? I think, I think Nintendo wasn't hoping for that. They were. I think they just wanted wanted that game to sell people on what the Switch was. 
So yeah, it didn't do it didn't do uh, Wii Sports numbers or anything. But I'm just like there there is an arts community that people don't really pay attention about. Um, so that's why I, I feel like arts didn't sell like it's not underwhelming because they did what I think two million. Uh, like they sold well, and one two switch also sold well. Also, um, is it time for another another one new IP? Well, we already got that one, and that was Astro Chain because Astro Chain doesn't belong to Platinum. Astro Chain belongs to Nintendo. Yeah. So we already have one of a, a new IP. Plus, like you know, Snipper Clips is a new IP for Nintendo that right. sold well. Uh, I. Th- I, I mean, I I don't think it's out of their own possibility that Nintendo is going to bring a new IP to Switch. Uh, they they tend to do pretty well when they bring new IP. Like, Pikmin is still around. Mm-hmm. Splatoon is killing it. Uh, you know, I, I, I really think that Nintendo could bring a new IP, and, I mean, Nintendo fans are going to go crazy for it. Plus, they need to make Amiibo. They need to make new Smash characters. So right. <laughs> that's now, just throwing that out there. Now, if if it depends on now, if we're if, if we're ignoring Platinum, Bandai Namco, Tecmo, Kobe, Grezzo, if we're denying all of those developers for a new IP to come in from within Nintendo, um, I don't think it's time yet until uh, we get Bayonetta, we get Metroid Prime, and we get um, Breath breath two out the way like we need those three out the way first before it's time for a new ip yeah because i, I think th- i still think too I, th- I still think we're gonna get a mario odyssey sequel within the next year and a half also yeah. like i i really do think that i think you know i think they're gonna pull a galaxy and use the assets to not rush out a second game but make another game to to get out there you know i think it's i think i think it's gonna be yeah, Mario Odyssey too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think within two years from now, a new IP should be here from Nintendo themselves. Like we need that new IP from Nintendo mm-hmm. um, because at this point in time, I think their resources are kind of stretched. They could get their party now, just like in research and development on a new idea. It's, so it's crazy though because like you look at you look at Nintendo and they have so many IP that mm-hmm. they can pull from still like like they i mean in and not just not just uh you know new like different ip but like spin-offs like Mario and Luigi the RPG series Paper Mario uh the Mario sports games i think uh you know going switching between 2D and 3D Zeldas is something that they're really pushing, right? Like I, th- they said they want to have a Zelda game out every two years, right? And yeah. and that means we got Link's Awakening, so that means 2021 is Breath of the Wild two. Like I, I think I, I still think that Breath of the Wild two is is farther off than we think. Uh, I think we're gonna get the Wind Waker Twilight Princess HD collection before then, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But they they like F Zero, Star Fox, uh, uh, Pikmin, right? Like Pikmin Four has been in development for a long time. We know it's been in development. Uh, we, we we're getting Ring Fit for the Ring Con. That's what the people are calling it. You know, and that's a new, even though that's new hardware. 
uh, or accessory, that's a new game coming from Nintendo. Yeah, and like we, I mean, we have new IP too in in Xenoblade. Like I know Xenoblade Chronicles Two is mm-hmm. technically not a new IP, but it doesn't follow the first game or X, right? It's just the series name, and like those characters are new, and those characters are are you know different, and, we, and, and so. And we got the cardboard series. I cannot think of the cardboard series. So. Oh, Labo. Labo. We got we got Labo. So I think with a but for like a game game new IP, I think within two years, but it's, it'll be time to see one. Yeah. So, uh, I do think we'll get one. I don't know what it's going to be, uh, but it would be really interesting to see Nintendo kind of. Uh, either work with another developer the game that like really pops into my head and i know it's not like a a real ip or whatever but like Mm -hmm. the the conduit for Wii. yeah i think that was like a really interesting idea and like codename steam i wouldn't put it past them to make another one of those you know so i i think that's that should come to switch uh so we'll see New IP for for Switch. I I think I think we will see some. Uh, so, our last question comes from Francisco Ortiz. He says, uh, "What could Nintendo do for you to replace or buy a second Switch? What are your plans for upgrading in the future?" Okay, so uh, I have a but, pretty simple answer for this, but uh, um. I, besides running fast, like a, a, a you know more battery life or uh, GPC, you know stuff like that, um, I think it would be the Joy Cons uh, themselves it would be like if they got rid of the drifting and stuff. Um, but that actually also depends if the uh, if the new Joy Cons they bring out is going to be the same as the new Joy Cons for a new Switch. Um, my plans for upgrading in the future is very slim. It really depends on how my Switch lasts, in a sense. Like, if it just, like, stops working or something, like, doesn't load up, then I'll get a new one. Um, but until, I think, for me personally, until Nintendo does, like, an actual pro, like a revision, and um, I'll get easy carry stuff over... Uh, and also add Bluetooth functionality. It's time for Nintendo. I think that's one thing I will I will want was Bluetooth functionality. Um, for the future, like I said, probably until they bring out their next uh, generation of a console. Yeah. Oh, but uh, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I I would really like if if I was to upgrade, it would have to be pretty significant in terms of performance. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of thing, and I also like, like I think the Joy Cons are cool in concept, but like whatever the next Switch is, I really hope it takes the form factor of the Switch Lite, but just bigger and more powerful, you know. And you can just slide yes. it, slide it into the dock and take it out. Give me a proper D pad, and like I, I think they could offer choice there, where like, hey, if you have Joy Cons, you know, you can keep them and, and attach them to this version. Or, you know, you could have this version that mimics the Switch Lite and, and the controllers are attached. Because they did that with the 3DS, right? With the faceplates and stuff. Like, you could buy a version of the 3DS that didn't have faceplates, but you could buy this version and it did. So, uh, I th- I think they could do that. Although, I know the Joy-Cons make them a ton of money uh, just by 
new colors and stuff. But yeah, uh, I think that's what it would take for me to upgrade is just a significant uh, performance, uh, you know, just performance. So uh, I, I, I would need an upgrade in performance and, and uh, you know, maybe a cleaner dock, uh, maybe a cleaner uh, form factor in terms of like I would like – and this is more of a pro controller thing. I would like to have a headset jack in the controller. <laughs> you know, I would like to have uh, the headset jack at the bottom, even though, you know, it. I know it plugs in in the bottom, whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, that's what I would, that's what I would need from a, sw- a switch upgrade. If I was to upgrade, you know, just a performance to make some games run better or take on, take on the, the other consoles. So, but It'll I'm be fine so with my launch switch still. <laughs> right. I think I would kind of love a headset jack on each of the Joy Cons. Or if or have that Bluetooth functionality where if you know you everybody in the room want to hear something, they could put in they could connect the Bluetooth to one switch and be able to hear the music and voice and voice acting in the game. Like I would love for that to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think Bluetooth for especially for like headphones and stuff would be uh, yes. is is definitely a must too, especially with more and more headsets going wireless and everything. So, All right. But that's gonna do it for Nintendo Power Block. Uh, a little bit shorter episode, but that just means we get to play a link to the past longer tonight. So uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see. <laughs> I'm I'm I, I was not prepared to stay up. <laughs> so, but anyways, that's fine. I'm I'm excited to play some Link to the Past. I want to get I want to play I want to get through it. I want to talk about it some more and have some some mixer questions in the in the chat. So I want to thank yes. everybody for watching. Remember, you can find Nintendo Power Block live on Mixer every week. Uh, follow us on Twitter to check for live times. But you will be able to listen to the show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. on your podcast service of choice, or on YouTube or on Spotify. Remember to rate us, give us those five stars, send us questions at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com. Uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that pressure code. Check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud or other podcast app. Also, check out the NX show on NX Project on YouTube and codename NX.com. Yeah, and you can find me at CoreyNHD713 on Twitter, and uh, you can follow me here on mixer.com slash CoreyNHD. And Ed has something else to say. Um, if you guys are still interested in, in learning more about the uh, uh, the NX challenge, uh, I will put a blog up, and you guys can check that out on codename NX. And I will put a short version on our Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, you can. Uh, yeah, all the information below on Mixer, you can find us there as well. So I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Follow, rate, and review. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for watching. We love you. Bye, everybody. Woohoo!